0: Hi, Kelly Naomi here. These days, the pace of life is bananas. As a single mom of two kids for the last 13 years, as economies change, as political climates change, I often ask myself, how am I supposed to keep this positive mindset everyone's talking about? And a lot of days, it is a losing battle. But I trust and believe in the God of hope who fills me with all hope and joy and peace in believing. And that's how I get my joy in the journey. So tune in wherever you are. And I hope that my stories will make you laugh and make you cry. But most of all, give you a sense of encouragement and help you to have some joy in your journey. Naomi and this is Joy in the Journey. Welcome to the show if this is your first time or welcome back if you are a listener of mine. Uh, Thanks so much for that. Um, While I am not a licensed therapist, I don't have fun anecdotes or anything like that for you. I'm just a single mom out here in this world trying to keep some joy in my journey and hopefully encourage you to have some on yours. Lately I have been thinking a lot about getting married. I am not getting married. (laughs) I definitely would love to get married someday. Um, If you're out there listening, I'm just kidding. Um, But yes, I would definitely love to get married someday. I know that there are a lot of single moms who either come from painful backgrounds or are divorced or not thinking about getting remarried. But I have never been married, I've been a single mom for these 13 years. I do have two children, um, but I was not married to um, either of their fathers and so that's just part of my journey and it has not always been filled with joy, I will tell you that um, being a single mom has so many joys, but in the very beginning, it can be filled with a lot of anxiety, a lot of doubt, a lot of fear, all the things that steal your joy, and it has taken a long time to get to the place that I'm at, but it's only through the grace of God that I got here and just by trusting in Him and surrounding myself with community and just all the little things that you might hear through uh, all the other podcasts in the world. Um, just telling you, you know, how to, how to stay afloat in life. And I have just, I've just been thinking a lot about, will I get married? Um, <laughs> I, I don't have like a super active social life. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like if he's in the produce aisle, I, I might get lucky. But other than that, God, he's just going to have to fall out of the sky with a post-it note on his head that says, Kelly, this guy is from for you from God. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. And uh, sometimes I think we can get a little overwhelmed thinking about where where is our life going? Um, we can get very, very anxious thinking that we've missed something. I remember I used to like this John Mayer song and he was like, um, there, yeah, there's a couple of songs like that. Like, uh, um, what's his name? Michael Bublé. He's got, I just haven't met you yet. And then the, the John Mayer song is like, he's talking about like, did he miss his chance? Um, and watch her walk away someday he 's like i'm tired of being alone, so hurry up and get here and And I think that 's a mistake that we make a lot like i 'm tired of being alone. I have been dating since I was fifteen year old i 'm exhausted. Where is he you know and or where is she <laughs> um, and so i i i just i don't want to i don't want to be in that boat where i 'm so anxious and so ready to just stop being alone that, I partner up with someone who's not going to, um, help me fulfill the purposes that God has for my life and vice versa. Like, I don't, I don't want to be the stumbling block or the hindrance for someone else. Um, you know, I want to come aligned with somebody and be their purpose partner. So that is, definitely something that's just been on my mind. And as I'm thinking about that, I just think about all the things that I worry about or have worried about somewhere in my journey as a single mom, as a single woman, and just all the times where it's like, You get to this place and like God does this thing for you and you're like, oh my gosh, why was I even worried? There should be no room for fear or doubt in my mind because God, you just delivered and you're just so good. And then what do we do? Something else comes up and then we're like, oh, what if this never happens? God, what if you don't do this thing? And it's just like you dropped away all those other things that should have been anchoring you in faith that God is going to deliver. And... That has just kind of been the story of my life up to this point. And I, it occurred to me the other day, I haven't really ever shared my testimony on this podcast because when people ask me about my testimony, it feels so weird because I'm like, I'm still in the middle of my story. Like in my in my opinion or the way I see things is like every day that I wake up, it means that my purpose has not yet been fulfilled. And that is why God breathed life into me Today to get another step closer to accomplishing that purpose and so if you know if things aren't done if things aren't you know if the way I want them to be or are things are like missing in the picture that I've created for my life this thing I've envisioned then you know like God's not done with me And so it's hard for me to think like, well, what's my testimony? Then it's not done. Uh, So, but I guess, you know, like I said, like we're never done. We're not done until we leave this earth. And even still, those purposes that God planted in you are still hopefully, you know, producing fruit in other areas where you've planted seeds with your purpose from your time on this earth. But not to go too far off the point, I did want to just share my testimony. So um, it is, it's a little bit long, you know, spanning of 13 years here and, um, or, or more, you know, just cause some things in my life pre-mom kind of led to my existence <laughs> today. Um, but over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to share, um, that with you. So. If you've ever been listening to my podcast wondering who was this girl and why does she feel like she's the authority on having joy in the journey? Well, friend, there are a lot of places in my life where I did not have joy on my journey, but I want to share with you how I got to a place where I did. So I'm going to start part one of my testimony today after these messages. All right, So welcome back. Um, we are talking today about my testimony. And so if you are just now uh, listening, um, I, I have been wanting to share my testimony, but not really knowing like where to start because I don't really feel like I'm done. <laughs> um, so But up to this point, so many things have happened that have really just anchored me in where I am at in my faith journey today. And these are all the things that allow me to have joy in my journey now, but they are also things that once stole my joy, even to the point of not wanting to really even acknowledge like the fact that I was a family. Like I had this really warped sense, like I grew up in a like a regular family I had a sister I had my mom and dad married living in the home my whole life um cat dog and it's just like I don't really fit into the statistic of single mom um but like I am a a single mom and when I when I had my daughter I just kind of for a while just didn't feel like um, I actually, I did for a minute feel like we we would be a family, but some things um, stopped that from happening. Um, and then after I had my son, I was just like, you know, God, why do I keep making these decisions, these choices uh, that I feel like are super derailing me from what I'm supposed to do in my life, but you're allowing this. So what's going on? Like, what is the what here? And I just felt so hard to explain why, but I just felt like I wasn't married. I didn't have my kids' fathers in my life, and I couldn't really acknowledge that we were a family unit. Like, it just, it was like, I mean, I had a daughter, I had a son, but I didn't really refer to them as daughter or son. And I tried really hard, especially in the presence of my friends, my church friends especially, who were having babies and all that. And, you know, I'm watching their situation, and it's totally different. <laughs> Um, I've been a single mom in in many circles of my life for quite some time until finally meeting a community of single mothers that I could plug in with but um it was just really hard and it was really painful and it kind of like r- sprung up some bitterness in me. I was a very angry young mom I never abused my kids, but I mean it's not exactly a life giving environment when I'm always stressed out or yelling or crying and all kinds of stuff. So let me take you back. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever watched Golden Girls. Um, I'm kind of dating myself because I, I love that show. I've probably watched it a bajillion times. I was a little girl when it was actually on air, on air, not in syndication. But The the mom on that show, Sophia, she would, every time she was about to tell a story about her past, she'd be like, picture it, springtime, Sicily, 1932. So while you're with me, picture it, summer 2000. Um, I was a freshman in high school and, um, you know, just kind of like walking the walk, of a freshman in high school, <laughs> whatever that means, just navigating life, ready for, ready to just live my best life, have my boyfriend, couldn't wait for senior prom, right, that's just me, always looking way ahead, and not really ever enjoying or living in the moment, um, and so my high school career, I was a cheerleader, I had straight A's, I was, you know, it, it was just the picture. You would to think I graduated and went to college and got my degree. And I did none of those things. But I did meet my best friend, Jonathan Pleasant, who was pleasant, who made my life pleasant. Um, really was my, my very best friend for a very long time. Um, but he had a humongous crush on me also for a very long time. And like most girls, I took the boy best friend for granted because I knew he liked me and he would do anything for me. Like to the ends of the earth. This dude would ride his skateboard from about 13 miles away just to bring me a sandwich because my parents were out or something and there wasn't any food in the house or something. And he would just be like, Oh, you're hungry? Great. So he would just like ride his skateboard <laughs> uh, and bring me a sandwich and hang out. Well, my best friend, about eight years later, ended up being my daughter's father. And we took that friendship, and it was blossoming into something really, really amazing. And we had our troubles and problems just like every other new parent couple. Um, but, you know, I really wanted to get married, and I thought, like, hey, like, let's move this ahead, and he was like, okay, well, just let's let's pump the brakes. <laughs> you know, I, have, I still have a lot of, like, growing up and things to do, and, you know, we were making plans. You know, we had a plan. We were going to get married. We wanted to save some money. He wanted to go to and finish culinary school. But there were some other plans in his future. And because of some choices that he made and associations that he had, the wrong people that he trusted, um, you know, ended his life. And uh, at 23 years old, he was killed Um, in his apartment, killed, robbed. Um, And I think the most thankful thing that I have is one, during that time, he came to know the Lord. Um, He was going to church with me and my daughter. It started out at first that he just wanted to go because he didn't want her in nursery. Um, But then he ended up you know, um, opening, softening his heart to the message and to the word. And he was serving um, in our kids gang ministry. And when he died, uh, he was wearing his children's ministry shirt. And um, there's never really a touching detail about someone's death, but just to know that that is what he was wearing. He was proud of this part of his life. He was a proud father. He loved my daughter, our daughter, like so much. Like he put so much thought and care into everything from her outfits to the shows he watched. I mean, uh, he would make like this whole very intricate changing station, um, just to change her diaper. Like it was really just the sweetest thing. He loved to watch, um her on his he would put her on his stomach and like watch her breathe. <laughs> they were just very very cute together, but he only got to spend 9 months of her life with her. Um and I always kind of th- I'm thankful now at the time through my bitterness and through my heartache and through that grief. You you're not thankful for anything as a matter of fact, sometimes you might be even ready to just leave your walk, your Christianity altogether, because you don't understand why God could allow something like this um, to happen. But now being where I'm at, I totally, I don't understand why, but I I know that there was gold in that situation. And my daughter is born in September. And so strategically, um, she and baby she and uh, her dad, they got to spend like every holiday together from her first Halloween her first Thanksgiving, her first Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, all the way up to Father's Day. He died a week after Father's Day uh, 2010. And so that was just kind of like my intro to single momming. Here I am with this little baby who looks just like my best friend who just got ripped away from me. What am I supposed to do now? And so I kind of went like into this autopilot space where it's like, I'm a single, single mom now. No one's helping me. I'm living with my parents. I have to get a job. So I went totally into go mode, autopilot, got a full-time job, started working, and I was dying inside. So quick recap, Um, (laughs) I had a baby with my best friend. My best friend um, died uh, a little short of a year later um, after getting to spend a very sweet nine months with our daughter, and I was crushed. Um, A a good friend of ours from church helped me to find a, a free grief counseling, uh, community. And through there, I met, uh, an MFT, which is a marriage and family therapist. And he was in training trying to build up his clientele. So I was blessed with a gift of a, basically a free therapist, uh, while he was getting his hours. Um, and, uh, you know, if you are ever going through grief, if you've ever lost someone close to you, a husband, a child, if you've ever suffered any kind of loss, there are stages of grief, and that's, you know, they're outlined. They know, you know, there's anger, there's denial, there's depression. But even though the stages are defined, the length of time you spend in each stage is not defined by any means. And I just encourage you, if you're in a place where you are going through grief, do not rush your grief. Grief. You don't want to live in the pain, but you need to acknowledge the pain and you need to do whatever it takes to process the pain. So surround yourself with an understanding community, even like a free community center grief counseling group. You may feel uncomfortable sharing your story at first and that's fine, but if you don't process those feelings of grief, you will stay trapped in it. It will eat you up. Um, and it will definitely steal your joy and we're here and we're all about joy in the journey, right? So get you some joy, get you processing that grief, walk out of that grief. Anyway, um, so I, I found this fantastic counselor and, you know, we were just processing my grief. I was working, um, a lady at church helped me get a great job as a social services, uh, assistant director at a skilled nursing facility. And, you know, I was really just trying to find purpose and I already didn't want to be an unwed mother, but now I was like single in the worst way. Like her father didn't even exist (laughs) anymore. And that was just so hard to process at 24 years old. Like, you know, it, it was just a lot to process. So anyhow, you know, just spent that next year or two just trying to bury myself in church and just trying to understand where I was at in my life and I just felt like no matter like the more I tried to understand the situation on my own it was like the worse I became and I was just masking depression I was masking alcoholism I was masking smoking I was doing all these things while serving at church and nobody saw nobody saw me going through these things because I was just so good at covering it up. There wasn't a single mom ministry at that time, even though there were many single moms in that church. It's just that I wasn't, no one was inviting me into community. And sometimes, yes, it is the person's job to try and get plugged in, to try and make those connections. But look out for those women who are hurting. Those people who are always smiling, but they are so quick to escape situations where they might get invited into community because a lot of times it's not that they are avoiding community. They just, they, they're, I don't, I can't, it's, it's so hard to explain. Like it's really, really hard to explain the psychology of a person who's going through grief. It's like you want people around, but at the same time, you don't want anyone there because you just don't know how to process what's going on with you and what's going on inside. So there is that, but it did get a little bit better. I was making some money. Um, I had a, I had a little truck, um, uh, on Chloe's first birthday. Um, my floof, That's what I said I would call her on my podcast. But on her first birthday, uh, you know, Jonathan's great aunt and great uncle, they threw her a little first birthday party and it was just really like painful times. Like when I'm reflecting and remembering, like I remember those things, but I felt like just an empty shell. Like I was there just going through the motions and um, now I'm here in my life telling you this story, just like when you read things in the Bible and you're like, oh man, like that's so cool. Like Joseph was sold off by his brothers and then he became a king or a governor. But it's like, no, it it didn't happen. That happened over a span of 40 years. And so I'm only right in this piece of the story I'm telling you, it's just not even the middle of my story. It's just the beginning of my story. But in this, I just want to say that it started off rough. I had this blessing. I was overwhelmed by my blessing. I was overwhelmed by grief. I was overwhelmed by depression. But you hear me now talking about joy in the journey, which means it must get better. So my friend, do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Do not worry about tomorrow because today has enough inside of it. And I hope that in this day, you're able to find some joy in your journey because it's not the end. You are only in the middle of your story and next week I will continue mine. Until then.